Greetings and salutations, DMs, GMs, referees, judges, game operations directors, and all other varieties of storytellers. This is your DM, Scott. And today I'm joined by... Your DM, Bill. And with us is... Lou. And it's time for a Monster in Minutes. This week, we're talking about rust dragons? Yeah, they're a thing. Not in 5e, but they're a thing. I don't know why they're not in 5e. Well, yeah, there's a lot of things not in 5e. There, There is, and that is... They're too busy churning out other books to, to spend a little TLC with the, the Monster Manual. And... Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I like 2 and 2.5 because that was the most complete rule set. That, it, was, it was. That I think was ever, ever published. I looked into the crap that 4th um, Edition put out and uh, sorry for those of you that love fourth edition, but we're all we're all entitled to our opinions, however wrong it may be. It's five uh, e just, and you know what? I don't think five e is ever going to have a chance to achieve that that level of well, that level that two did right. We're going to end up with well, no, because in I'm sure in a very short time it's going to be five point five or. Six or they'll jump right to seven or I, I think it'll go five five. So it'd be like going from two to two five. So it wouldn't be too much different. We had except but, lack of content. Yeah, twenty sure. twenty glorious years of of two and two point five. I still have my so, altar in the backyard. It was a magical time. Yes, it magical was magical time indeed. But we uh, digress. We're talking about rust dragons. My patron animal. They're <laughs> I, they're That's cool. They I are. like I like rust dragons. Uh, there was yeah. uh, well, we took this from the a lot of this information from the Drake Draconomicron, not the Draconomicron that is the chapter of Fizban's Treasury of Dragons, but the publication of the Draconomicron, which I, I want to say two thousand and three. Yeah, it, yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, fourth edition. 3.5. The Rust Dragon was out before that. Yeah, but a lot of this. Oh, a lot of the was information was like, yeah. From probably probably 3.5-ish. Yeah, I don't even remember. You know, it's one of those. It's probably a fourth edition is like a repressed memory because, you know, it was a, a traumatic experience. Well, I've, I've bared like live wires and electrocuted myself between my toes just to See if I could purge three point five and four from my memory. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a bad time for D and D gamers. Uh, I'd rather go back through the Satanic Panic. Yeah, but I mean let, that that was a picnic that, compared to yeah. four four and um, uh, the the smell of burning steaks and holy water being splashed on you as you walked by. With your D and D books, a good I, I, I think I've been spit on personally by um, several clergymen, including bishops. So you know, yeah, that was a it was a tough time. <laughs> I was about to say something, but I caught myself. <laughs> um, let's just ah, Lou's going to cut that out as that anyway. Yeah, let's just <laughs> let's just uh, move on with this. Once again, I I make it to the the, the editing floor. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> so where can you find them, Bill? Um, what book? 
Uh, unfortunately, you cannot find it. We have, as we've already talked in 5e. You're going to have to dig deep into the archives of Dungeons & Dragons lore. Modify these beasties to your 5th edition game is probably your best bet, uh, but that's not so bad. The conversion is easy, and anything published from the past should always be fair game in your your D&D campaign. I mean, it, always. It, there's a huge, massive resource, especially monsters with fifth editions appearance appears to be ignoring. Um, so you kind of have to, you know, kind of jury rig these things and, you know, and modify them for fifth edition. Yeah, there's there's what fifty years of D and D material. Yes, that is is suitable. Yes. Or converting to your fifth edition game. Relatively so quick and easy, especially it. if you do a couple of them, then it becomes second nature. Yeah. You can yeah. pretty much do it on the fly. And so, the, well, um, the older the stuff or the more recent the stuff is, the easier the conversion. Too. Uh, uh, absolutely. But uh, even still, I mean, I can take some some really, really old stuff and, and turn it over pretty damn quick. Yeah. It's uh, practice. Practice. Practice makes plausible. Um, what do they look like? Well, they, they look... Well, rust dragons look a lot like metallic dragons, and I think the the big the big differences are is that their scales look look rusty and oxidized. Mm-hmm. Um, the wings aren't as big and powerful and and thick as those of a metallic dragon. They're they're actually quite thin in appearance, and they they do have what looks like an exoskeleton. That and that's sense. gonna that's gonna come in a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to get into it now, but uh, keep in mind the exoskeleton. There's there's some insect like traits too, like antenna. Mm-hmm. And their wings are shaped somewhat like a butterfly's wings. It makes sense. Makes sense. And the weird thing about their teeth is they appear to be more part of the exoskeleton than part of the head. I did see some of the drawings. That, yeah, it does seem to just meld right down as part of yeah. the, the carapace from their from their jaws and stuff. It, it looks really cool. And and they're not native, no, to the prime no. material. Plane. No, they are not. But that's that's fine. Um, most dragons do. A lot of dragons have the ability to skip from plane to plane. Yes, even in the early days, even in the early days. So, what about diet? What what does what does a rust dragon eat? Uh or it makes sense, right? Makes, makes sense. Yeah, it of course enjoy higher priced metals such as adamantium and gold and mithril, silver on you know Wednesdays. Well, they are dragons, yeah, right? Sil- so yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, silver's their pasta day, I guess. You know, thank you for the link there, sir. And uh, <laughs> but they're not always fuzzy. They'll eat just about any metal they can get their mouth on because sometimes even the dragon's version of a Big Mac will do. It said his rust dragon will eat flesh, but only will do so as the palate cleanser between different dishes. You know, to kind of flush it out like a sorbet. Yeah. I'm going to have a paladin instead of a sorbet. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh, that's good. Now I'm going to eat his shield. Yummy. Uh, there's a link on the page, um, the Forgotten Realms, bendom.com, backslash, forward slash, wiki, forward slash, rust dragon. So we got a, a link here to, to move along with. Lore. Now the fun stuff. Lore. Yeah, lore is, this is what I love about the game, is there's 50 years worth of lore out there, just um, forgotten in a lot of cases. They're, Rust Dragons aren't known to be violent or ag- aggressive unless it's absolutely necessary. 
And some sages believe that many of the attacks from rust dragons occurred either out of hunger or simply out of being attacked first. They don't hoard wealth like other dragons do. Because they, they keep eating it. They keep eating <laughs> it. They have a fondness for gems, but you won't find like a massive hoard of, of, of treasure that you would with, with an, any other now, type would, of dragon. Would their hoard be referred to as a buffet? It probably would look like the Golden Corral on Friday at dinner time. There you go. Yeah. Just, Just a lot crunchier. And nobody at the salad bar. <laughs> no one at the salad bar. Some sages believe, and and this is... A bone of contention. The, yeah, it is. It is. And I think it's extremely cool that a rust monster is the larval form of a rust dragon. And when you, you think of all of it, you know, the antennas, the the carapace, exoskeleton, exoskeleton yep. whatever you want to yep. call it. Yeah, I can I can see that. And it's it's a cool concept. Um, a lot will discredit that, but you know, you're the you're the dungeon master, right? So it's it really it's up to you. Exactly. If you want to go that route, but it's a it's a cool route to go. Well, it it always made sense, and I think about it because when when I was pre-reading this ahead of time, and we talked about this ahead of you know a couple of weeks ago, it's like, hey, well, this would be a good topic. Uh. I started thinking back to when I, I seen the rust monster first come out and I, I want to say I seen a, like a beta version in uh, dragon magazine. I want to say that I'm not too sure. And I, and, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Dragon 88 had the rust, mo- the ecology of the oh, rust maybe monster. That's, yep. Okay. So it was dragon. Magazine. But I want to say before that there was a TSR publication. It was, it was, um, it was like a one or two page publication that was Obviously done on someone's typewriter, <laughs> and I forget I forget the name of it, but I want to say the Rust Monster and a couple other things like maybe a Lich showed up on it, and it was very early on because remember yeah. remember when Tim Cask was, was on was yep. with it. Tim Cask is like a a uh, living history book of encyclopedia. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, and he yeah. said that. Uh, bought like a bag of these plastic toys, Japanese toys, and the Rust Monster was in it. That was like his inspiration for the Rust Monster. Something the, close enough to. And the yeah. boule. And the boule, not the boule. a bullet. It's a yes. boule. But yeah, even way back when, when I first seen the Rust the rust Dragon, I said, you know something? That looks a lot like a. And a, a, a rust monster. And I started using the rust monster as the larval form even way before the discussion even started because I wrapped an entire adventure around it where they wanted to take one home and mommy came looking. Mommy being the... Um, the rust dragon. The rust dragon. So the story goes that there were a bunch of old rust monsters, which I, I guess not many make it to the venerable years, because uh, if you're not wearing anything metal, they're not really dangerous. Right. So they must get eaten a lot. Or there's a whole bunch of stupid, dumbass adventurers that go, look, it's only a rust monster. I'm going to kill it for the experience Yeah, points. send the Rogan. Yep. Um, he's only wearing <laughs> leather. Yep. Perfect. So they somehow traveled to Acheron, which is a very, um, uh, a, a plane with a lot of metal. Mm-hmm. A lot of metal cubes. 
And they went about on this feeding frenzy and ate a ton of these cubes, got themselves all fat and happy, and spun a cocoon out of these metal threads. So they go in the cocoon, they do their cocoon thing, a metamorphosis happen, and they come out as rust dragon wormlings. And after like a period of like four years or whatever, whatever have you. And and that's that's how a rust monster turns into a rust dragon. Sounds perfectly plausible to me. So what about them? Well, rust dragons are not furious forces of nature that pyroclastic dragons are, nor are they violently insane like the howling dragons. Uh, rather, they're simply hungry. And they attack carefully with their goal clearly fixed in mind. They don't tolerate too much interference in pursuit of that goal and readily break off of combat if a meal proves to be more trouble than it's worth. I know those paladins look really, really tasty, but they're pointy in some parts. And young and older rust dragons' natural weapons are treated as magic weapons for the purpose of overcoming damage reduction. Not too bad. Uh... Let's move on, shall we? Well, it's a dragon, right? So every dragon's got a breath weapon. Now, this is taken, all of this is taken out of the Draconomicron. 2003 was uh, when it came out, and it was one of those editions, 3.5 or 4. I don't remember which one. Um, But this is is straight out of the the book. A, A rust dragon has two breath weapons, a line of acid, which which makes sense. Yeah, got to got to rust that that fresh new metal and a cone of reddish brown liquid. Sounds like it should be coming from the other end. <laughs> right? That instantly corrodes and destroys any metal it touches. Uh, it reminds me of the fly, kind of with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. Remember when that guy vomited yeah. on the donut? Uh, that still had a hand attached to it. <laughs> Attended in magical. Metals receive reflex saves to avoid this effect. So you could you could tell it's from some of these older, but yeah. Uh, but it, any metal is 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 really susceptible. Iron, steel, silver, gold, even mithril and adamantine. Gotta love it. Then you got metal resistance. Uh, a rust dragon is resistant to attacks from metal weapons against weapons whose damage dealing part is metal. A blade. Metal point, arrowhead, or even a mace head. A rust dragon has damage reduction equal to what a rust dragon two age categories older than itself has. Worm and great worm rust dragons have damage reduction 20 plus magic. Am I reading this right? 20 magic. 20 magic and 10 chaotic against metal weapons. And lesser weapons corrode when used against them. See rusting scales below. Yeah, what what is what does all this mean? There, uh, the Draconomicron's got a bunch of charts for different ages <laughs> of of the dragons, and different abilities that dragons have at their respective uh, ages. You know, like uh, Great Worm and whatever have you. Um, it the, is it is one of those things that you know, as part, you really have to kind of dig through a lot of that kind of stuff. If you well, want to Well, Fizzbands did something very similar as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, uh, that this, this book was kind of chart heavy, which, which I was comfortable with because, uh, the old AD and D was, was like a math book. There were charts I was having senses of melancholy. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, charts and tables. Oh my. And that the, the comfort, 
one has in, in the math of the earlier editions. The rusting bite. So if, if, if they make a successful bite attack, uh, any metal armor worn by the target creature will corrode, falling to pieces and become useless immediately, which, which sucks <laughs> because if, if you're up against a dragon, you're probably pretty high level. You should be. If, if should you're, be, yeah. if you're taking on a dragon, you better be a high level. If you're not and you get killed, don't be upset with your DM because you were dumb. <laughs> and that's what that's what happens. Um, but my gosh, can you imagine you're like plus whatever plate just falling to pieces <laughs> after <laughs> after getting bitten by this dragon? And then what do you do? Now you screw. Jump. Now you're a paladin running around in like the padded armor underneath it. <laughs> Sorry, that'd be pretty comical. It, 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 well, it reminds me not, of the the video game Dragon's Lair. Yeah. <laughs> Which is getting a movie, from what I yep. understand. Which I, I, I heard that too. Was it Ryan Reynolds who was supposed to be in that? Which I I think is maybe that's just like my inner like fantasy geek kind of being like Ryan Reynolds would be awesome for this. It'll probably be like John Cena or something like that. But which which, which John Cena? It's it's good. Don't come kick my ass or anything. Yeah, we're not going to diss him. He's much larger than all of us. I would I would totally down be down for getting the shit beat out of me by John Cena because I tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. black eye and, and broken jaw, <laughs> that's uh, John Cena. I named these two vertebrae that are shattered after him. Yes. <laughs> so the, the, the size of the object really doesn't matter, right? Whether it's a full suit of armor or, or a sword or something, it just it just rusts at away at as quickly as one or the other. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter. Magic metal items are allowed reflex saves against a DC equal to the dragon breaths weapon save DC, which would be a CR rating now. Yeah. The CR rating now. Fifth edition. Um, Then you have rusting scales metal weapon with less than a plus five enchantment bonus that hits a worm or great worm rust dragon corrodes and is destroyed immediately with no saving throw. Plus five weapon deals damage normally, but then must succeed on a reflex save DC equal to the dragon's breath weapon save DC or rust away. Uh, Spell-like abilities with like three three times a day, a wall of iron, uh, plus one a day, acid fog, repel metal or stone. So, yeah, plus five or... Or better, it's a pretty formidable uh, opponent. Yeah. yeah, for for like the pacifist of dragons, yeah, yeah. So you know, <laughs> if you're gonna mess with a rust dragon and it really doesn't want to be messed with, then you deserve to get your ass kicked and to lose all those fancy magic items and stuff like that. Yeah, right? Because he's not breathing on you, he's like dysentery on you, and then he bites you, and you know, it's, it's, everything's rusting away. You're lucky. You're lucky if any of your body parts don't melt too. But it's much more comical to just have them. I think in a previous episode, I told you how I, I TPK'd an entire party with a, a rust monster because they kept failing the magic item saves. And back in the early editions, it would it would go off with a D10 damage with a 10-foot a radius. And, of course, anything within that radius would, would have to make a, a saving throw, including the other magic items. And it cascaded through. At the time, we were, we were rolling percentiles, and obviously, the higher the number, the better off you are. And no one in the party rolled under a 91 for every single magic item. And they all blew up, and they're all taking these D10 damages, and they're all in the area of effect and couldn't get out because 
this cascade through and I ended up destroying like an entire fifth. I mean, it wasn't on purpose. They're the ones rolling the saves, but sometimes the dice rolls just the, aren't with the you. Dice Trust me, decided I know. that the table was going to blow up. Uh, was be- Scott sitting at that table? No, that was pre-Scott. I uh, just the, the numbers just would have said Scott. Yeah, yeah, it just you know, just that, and I I think <laughs> I I still hold true to this today, even with with fifth edition. That that you know that I I love the 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 failed magic saving throw and the subsequent explosive release of magical energy imbued into that item. Yes, and. Well, it was, well, it was it was a D10 be. for every plus and every spell like a, a ability. So if you had like a plus three that had a, all right, that's four D10. Yeah, your pally with the plus four sword defender, yep. or, or was it Holy Crusader? Was the big uh, Holy Defender still? Holy Defender. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a big that's boom. Sucked. Yeah, and then anyone within anyone yeah. within you know ten feet of that takes that damage as well. Uh, and I was dealing half damage for anything for five feet beyond that. So you're still in the area of effect, but if you're in the area of the full effect, you and your items had to make saves. And if you're carrying, of course, you're carrying magic items as well. Now they went off. Now you're within 10 feet of the paladin who just blew you up and you just blew him up. So you both just took 8d10. And then the guy next to that, and the guy next to that. And it cascaded because, you know, at the time that they were clustered up into this little hallway and... Nowhere's to go, and it comes ambling the stupid little rust monster. Hey, hey, can I have a bite? Nom, 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 nom. The rust monster made it saves. So how would you how would you use them? We know how you would use a rust monster, <laughs> but how? Where does a rust dragon fit into a campaign? You know, I think I would play out the the pacifist. I would put him almost like Wizard of Oz ish. Put him behind the curtain. Because it's yeah oh, oh mightier than this and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna, but you never see the dragon you, you might catch a glimpse of the silhouette and the tail of course with the light making them much larger than it really is and a couple spell like effects wouldn't hurt either but he's basically the pacifist and he just wants you to go away well that makes sense with you need a plus five for your weapon not to um, dissolve right away so it kind of makes sense that he has those high DCs that you need to have so it doesn't so you're not bothering him yeah so it kind of makes sense you want to thump. Rust. Yeah. You done? Go away. Exactly. Yeah. So it I'd, makes I'd, sense for him to have that and to be that pacifist. He just doesn't want to be bothered. I'd make him a caretaker to a Lyceum. Ours? Ooh. I'm going to have to put out some resumes. Uh, <laughs> does LinkedIn have something? For, um, yeah, just put him as a, like the, the caretaker of a Lyceum, a massive university, something like that, mm-hmm. where... Hey, if you're here to learn stuff, great. Um, no, no, no. Leave your armor at the door. What? Leave, and the weapons too. Yeah, you'd be you, like you a, like a fat guy around cake. You know, it can't be trusted, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you gonna put that cake down? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have me a slicer. There's floor. a little room in there, and I can't fit in there. You'll be fine. You know, but yeah, one of I mask it or use it. It's I think the kind of like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain thing would be. Very playable until later on they realize, okay, it is a dragon. It's not the big gnarly red dragon that we were told. It's 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 a brown dragon at first. Then you look a little carefully. Someone makes their arcana check. No, that's a rust dragon. I've heard of these things. I would, I've, I've been bouncing around this idea for, for a campaign, kind of like a, um, like a beer and pretzels. 
Oh yeah, this would very easily fit and, into a beer and pretzels campaign. And the Rust Dragon would be like a, a quest giver, but he would be or she would be the like the sagely person of this area. So th- th- the idea is it takes place in this massive like salvage yard type of location mm-hmm. right outside the major gnome city in our homebrew world. So right outside yeah, Shazzle, oh, they're, Yeah, cities. they're always pitching away stuff that's perfectly good yeah. and blown up. It's huge. Yeah. It's this huge, like, dump of all this metal stuff, you know, so you would expect to see if there were such things like cars stacked on top of each other. So the Rust Dragon's been living here forever since it was like a wee rust monster. And it's just been kind of like hanging out because why not? People are throwing away all this food and it's it's good food. So I'm just going to I'm going to eat it and it's lived there forever and it's a sagely kind of dragon which is relatively kind and relatively harmless. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a, maybe a a pair of round spectacles that sits at the end of its nose, you know, and it's, it's, it's got all sorts of information cause it's lived a really long time. It's like a grandfather almost. And it's got this big area where it kind of lives and, and hangs out and the characters would receive quests from it or go to seek sagely advice from this, this old rust dragon. I like it. We'll have to, if if the rust dragon takes on human form, although it doesn't it, it doesn't really say, but I, I assume all dragons do, so they can get out and about. At least in my world, they would. Would he look like an older pig pen from the Peanuts cartoon? Oh. Always had this dust around him everywhere yeah. he goes. It'd be like this little this brown dust on the ground, and looks like he's been working in the yard type deal. Always smudged up, and yeah, I would I would think yeah he would look like. Uh... It looked like a mechanic that just came from work from like three 16-hour shifts back to back. Yeah, like he would have the um, you know, the button-up mechanic shirt with the oval patch that had his name written in it in cursive. Yeah. Like Roy <laughs> or something. I am Roy the Rust Monster. Roy the Rust Dragon. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would say it doesn't say any anything in any of my readings that they would take on a human form, but but why not? Most dragons, I think, are most of the like the gold dragons, I believe, do. Yes. And maybe the silver. I know the song dragons, which have not made their way into 5th edition, lives most of their time as a, like an elven maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just go with all dragons. I personally, not necessarily that, I personally, all dragons that I play take on a human form. Once they reach adult age, because it take you know it takes a lot of energy and a lot of magic to transform something that big into something that small, with just an, other than an illusion, so it's going to take a, a fair amount of magical energy. So yeah, an adult dragon. So then, would a white dragon take on a humanoid form that looked kind of like what was it the the cold miser heat miser from that Rudolph? <laughs> show back in like the 60s, you know, where he had like the icicles I'm on Mr. his nose snow miser i'm yeah. mr <laughs> that's um i'm mr ten below. that's an old one <laughs> and that's this week's a monster in a minute
featuring Rust Dragons. The links to the Rust Dragon and the Dragon Magazine will be posted in our show notes. See you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at thedungeonmastersdojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day.